Okay, we are, uh, we're going to start again a story we started last night, which is just a wild story. We are on Nunvav Amidbeis, the last two words in the thin lines. Amalei Utztuki L'Rabi Shmuel, this forwards. This Tztuki told Rabi Shmuel, Raisi, I saw Shani Mashke Shemen Lezeisim. I saw in a dream a picture of myself pouring olive oil back into olives. Amalei Rabi Shmuel told him, Balimai. That means you lived with your mother because normally olive oil comes from olives. You are putting the olive oil back into the olives. That's what that means. Okay, we'll see if he um, accepted or denied. Amalei, I also saw Chazai the Katafli Kuchba. They cut out a star for me. All the stars, they cut out a star. Ganavta. That means you kidnapped a Jew because we know that Avramavinu said, Baruch took him and said, Look, so Yiddish Kinder are like stars. So if a star was removed, that means you kidnapped a Jew. I then saw that I ate that star. Only by That means you sold said Jew. And you ate the money. You used the money. I saw my eyes. My eyes kissing one another. It was like a cartoon. Like my eyes popped out of their, their, their socket and kissed one another. So he said, you know what that means? The eyes are on the same level as each other. They're lateral. So you have two things that are on the same la- level, but are never supposed to touch each other. So that's, that's what your eyes are a muscle. What else is a muscle of two things that are on the same level and aren't supposed to touch each other? A brother and a sister. That means you lived with your sister. I saw Denashki Siara. I was kissing the moon. So Yiddish women are, are daimit to Levana, like we said, that uh, Yiddish lady is daimit to Levana. That means you lived with a Yiddish lady. I saw I was stomping, I was trampling on a bed of Hadassim. So a Hadassim bed is resemblant of a chuppah. You're just trampling on a chuppah. Amalei Baal Narmarosa, that means you lived with a girl that had erisin. Amalei Chazoi Tuna Me'iloi, I then saw a bed above me, Vuhu and me myself, me tatai was underneath the bed. Amalei Mishkov Chahafach, that means you did be like a darka. Amalei Chazoi Orvi, I saw ravens at the bottom of the cellar. No, that wasn't in his dream. I saw ravens, the Hadri Lepurye, that were circling around my bed. Amalei yeah, ravens meaning your wife, and ravens are prone to znus, like we saw in the teva that that the um, the, the raven was chayshet yaina, and people are only chayshet someone of what they do themselves. So if you saw a raven leaving your bed, that means you defiled women. your wife was mezana with many men. I saw doves returning and going from my bed. Yeah, means you defiled many women. 
I saw the I was holding on to two doves who and they flew away from me. That means you married two women and you just dismissed them without a get. So this guy, you know, had a lot of proclivities. Amalek finally he told him, or semi-finally, the Kalifna Bay. I was peeling eggs. Eggs, we know, it's a traditional food that Avelim eat. So it has to do with death. And you are peeling dead people. Amalek Shikhvi Kameshalchis. You're stealing the clothing of dead people. You know, they bury the, the guy who rented this, they bury the guy in the Sunday finest. It looks good in his wake. Did him up good. And then they bury him in, in the finest. You were getting free clothes from peeling them off dead people. The guy said, no, no, no. That, that, one second, one second. Everything else you accuse me of, yeah, guilty as charged. You nuts, I would never do that. So, you're, you're peeling clothes off. You're taking clothes off of dead people. I'm like, Kulo be the mother, the sister, the dad, yeah, dad, yeah, guilty as charged. Bar me huh? Except for that, the lesson, I would never sink that low. Adahachi vahachi, in the meanwhile, Asahayitzasa, this woman walks by, Vahamrele and says to him, hey, that coat, that was my husband's coat. We just had his funeral last week. Hi, Galima, that coat, the michse that you're covered in, the gavra plainihu. It was so and so's. I was just at his wake. Demis, he died. Vashachtia, and you took it off him. So, not only, I mean, you admitted on the rest, but even the one you denied is true. So that was who we were dealing with. Nonetheless, Amalei, Chazoi, I saw in a dream, the Amri, they were telling me, Shavak Loch Ovuch, your father left for you, Nixi property, Bekapatkaya, in a city called Kapatkaya. And a dream. Lawyer comes to me and says, Your father left you property in Kapatkaya. Amalei, so he asked him, Is it possible? Islach Nixi Bekapatkaya? Did your father own any real estate in Kapatkaya? Amalei, love, no, 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 they didn't own anything there. Maybe, did your father ever go to Kapitkaya? Maybe he was once there and he saw a great deal, couldn't turn it down, and he bought it. He saw a foreclosure sale, he saw something easy. Maybe, was your father ever there? Once you're in a place, you never know. You know, you could be walking by, wow, that's amazing, I want to buy that. My father never left Baltimore, he was never there. So, okay. So, Kapitkaya can't mean the city Kapitkaya. So we're going to have to do some word games here. Imkain, Kappa Kshura. The word Kappa, the first part of Kapitkaya, Kappa means beam. Rashi says it means beam both in Persian and in Greek. And Deca, we know what Deca means as in decathlon or decibel or, you know, decipher. No, that's a different word. You know, but deca means ten. So the tenth beam, imkain kafa kshura, which means kafa is a kshura is a beam, deca is asara, is number ten. So he says, go look 
in your house, in the 10th beam. You know in the Supreme Court, they have like all those columns in the front? So go look in the 10th beam, in the 10th column. Zil, Chazi, go look. Kappa Deresha Sara. Go look on top of the 10th column. Shimalei Azuzi, it's for sure filled with gold. Because there's nothing else kaput kaya can mean. It can't mean the city because you obviously don't own anything in the city. So it must mean kappa kaya, kappa deka, the 10th beam. Looked there and he found a lot of money. Azal ashkach shumalei Azuzi. He found that it is taka full with a lot of money. So what this Gemara is telling us is that sometimes when you interpret a dream, you can't just go straight, simple, straightforward, because it doesn't work. You have to go, you have to go and like be a little creative in your interpretation of a dream. Now the Gemara is going to go and take the last two sugyas and put them together. Since all of the dreams go after the interpretation, and it could go each way, and sometimes you have to be a little bit creative, when you have a dream, that's ambiguous. When you have a dream that could go both ways, what you should quickly do is frame the dream in a positive light before the dream gets framed in a negative light. So the Gemara is going to give many examples. We'll go through them very quickly. When you have a dream, based on the last couple of sugars we should learn, we learned, you should frame it nicely. <laughs> so says the Gemara a bunch of examples. Amr of Hanina. Haraya be'er b'chaloim. If a person sees a, well, before we get there, let's just read these three lines. I'm sorry, I jumped the gun. A person sees a well in a dream, that is a dream that signifies shalom, which means completion, peace, harmony. No, a bear doesn't mean shalom, it means taira. Where you find a dream, you find life, which is tired. Vixiv, hacha, bermaim chaim. Rav amachaim mamish. No, a, a well doesn't mean peace. It doesn't mean tyra. It means life. Either way, it's good. And everyone's heard of this Gemara. Amr of Hanan, shalish shloimais There are three items in a dream that mean peace. They are the river, the kettle, and the bird. Shalish Shlom is a nahar, a river, tzipar, a bird, ukedera, and a pot. And the reason why a pot means, why a pot means uh, um, peace is because a pot is a very unique item. What a pot does is it harnesses two forces and it makes harmony out of them. You have water in the pot, liquid, and you have fire on the outside of the pot. Those two are natural enemies. Fire destroys water, water destroys fire. What a pot does is it synthesizes the mildness of both and enables both to be productive. So therefore, if you see a pot, that's why Rabbi Feldman's book on Shalom Bayes is the river, the kettle, and the bird. All three of these things symbolize the ability to harmonize, none more so than a pot. That's cool. That's, that's what this Gemara is. What's really cool is this week's Haftarah, which we will lay in not tomorrow, the next day. It's from Yermio. And Yermio 
in, in this week's Haftarah, was born, told he's going to be a Navi, he's going to have to deliver a, a lot of bad news. The bad news that the Beis HaMikdash is going to be destroyed, Hashem says, Yermia, what do you see? Ma'at HaRaya. He said, Sir Nafuach Aniraya. Ah, Mitzavanti Pasach What was the bad news? Then in this week's Haftar, Yermio foretold the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash is a pot boiling over. Why is that such bad news? When the pot, which is supposed to make peace, can't contain the forces, and they go after each other, and the pot boils over, and therefore the fire hits the water the wrong way, and the water hits the fire the wrong way, the pot, which is supposed to make peace, is unable to fulfill its mission, and the two sides clash and destroy each other. And that's why that is the nevuah through which the Beis HaMikdash will be destroyed, based on the opposite of this Gemara. When a pot's working, everything's in harmony. Um, I will turn to you like a river of peace. Just like wings of a bird fly, so to Hashem protects us. Hashem should do Sfisa is the verb of setting a pot into an oven. It doesn't say the word pot in that passage, but sfisa, shin, pei, yud, taf, hey, is the verb of placing a pot on an oven. This is talking about a pot that doesn't have meat, because a pot with meat and boiling meat is actually a rather violent picture. It's not a very peaceful, harmonizing picture. A pot with boiling meat is somewhat violent. So therefore, <laughs> I remember about Eisman giving a schmooze about this one Tish above night, the cauldron with the boiling meat. But like, it, like... He wasn't referring to Nehemiah's child, obviously. That doesn't ever boil violently. Right. Um, why? Because there's a Pasuk talking about bad, upirshu kasher besir, like a cauldron, ukebosar besech kalachas, boiling meat. Now, back to what I was saying before, if you have a Pusik that can go both ways, quickly frame it for positive before you frame it for negative. If a person sees a river in a dream, you should quickly get up and say the positive Pusik about rivers. I will turn to you like a river of peace. Before you say another Pusik, it will be delivered like the river of the enemy. If a person sees a bird in a dream, should quickly say the positive buzzing. Birds fly. Before a bad pasuk comes to him, like a bird separating from its nest, we will have a separation between us and the rebbeinu If a person sees a pot in a dream, you should you should say the pasuk of shalom, referring to a pot. Before you get to that other pasuk, suffice hasir suffice the boiling of the pot, it will boil. If a person sees grapes in a dream, should say the positive passage about grapes, like grapes in a desert oasis, before the passage in 
Hazinu comes up, his grapes are grapes of sadness. I said that right. If a person sees a mountain in a dream, how beautiful the legs of the informer, are on the mountain telling us about Mashiach. On the mountains, I will pick up my voice in crying and elegy. If a person sees a shofar in a dream, you talk about shofar gadol. Which is a pasuk referring to bad. I don't know the context. If you see a dog in a dream, dogs are brazen. If a person sees a lion in a dream, you should say the pasuk. That's how some Haftarah ends. A lion roars, who is not scared, which is referring to your Hashem. The lion comes out of its thicket to attack. If a person sees a haircut or a shave in a dream, you should say the good Pasuk, when Yosef got his haircut, when the Skveras get their haircut, the, the, you know Skveras only get haircuts four times a year. It's called Shabbos Vayigalach. And so one of them is, is that... <laughs> One's before Pesach, one's after Svira, one is for Shabbos, one's for Rosh Hashanah, and the other one is, is this week, Shabbos Vayigalach. Same reason they wear those boots. They don't think they hear between Rosh Hashanah and... No, if you, if you get a good no. No, Hanukkah, this one, this is Vayasef, yeah. If you get a zero, yeah. <laughs> Try it. Says the Gemara. So Yashkim Yehim should say the good pasuk about shaving. Vayigalach vayichalasim leisov. Kaidim sheyakmanu pasuk acher. When Shimshin was stripped of his kaiches because he got a haircut, kim gulachi v'sar v'sar mimenu kaichi. Harei be'arab chaloyim. Like we started this sugi, if a person sees a well in a dream, Yashkim Yehim, he should get up and say bermaim chayim. Kaidim sheyakmanu, which is the best. Like a well will spit out its water. Finally, if a person sees a reed in a dream, it is a strong reed, it will not break. Before we get to that curse of Yeshaya, Yeshaya Hanavi cursed Klal Yisrael, I hope you lean on a faulty reed which was like a nasty curse. A person puts all his weight on a reed and it cracks. So, And therefore, that's, that's the Gemara. The Gemara puts the last two sugis together that you have to be creative, you have to frame the dream properly, and however you frame the dream is how it will come out. So what about that Suzuki on all these interpreted the dream? Yeah, because so, so the Marsha, the good question, good question, Marsha, says there are three kinds of dreams. Some of them are subject to interpretation. If they're predicting the future, some, it's just telling you what happened in the past. There's, it's, not up for, it's not up for discussion. It is what it is. So the Marsha, Mamish, makes your point. 